So talking to Michael Simonetti, he's the CEO and founder of And Mine, which is a digital agency with offices in around Australia. Michael, I'd love to hear your thoughts on a roadmap to recovery from the coalface of a digital marketer, so to speak, because, you know, Victoria, rightly or wrongly, and I think this increasingly people are saying wrongly, has been in, in one of the most hardcore lockdowns of any place on earth. Mm. Um, for people overseas outside Australia who are not aware, we're in stage four lockdown, which basically means you uh, there's a curfew from 8 p.m. till 6 a.m. You're only allowed to go five kilometers from where you live and very strict restrictions on you know the type of work that's allowed to happen, uh, if at all. Otherwise, you're, you're either not working or you're working from home. Now, as a digital market, it's, it's, you're in a kind of a great place to see how people are responding to this because you know increasingly people are having to go digital you know they, they have no choice and we've spoken during the first lockdown i got your thoughts then it's it's on our website beyondinfinity.com.au you'll find earlier conversation with michael at that stage people were a lot more comfortable about it, it was a, i don't know there was kind of a, it was an australia wide thing so there was a sense of kind of wide community whereas because of mismanagement because of issues with quarantine, leaking, that kind of stuff in Victoria and unique to Victoria, we've gone into this stage four. So, so what are businesses doing and, and how are people dealing with this at the moment? Man, it's, uh, it's not good out there. I mean, from the CBD outwards and any store that's or any shop uh, in bricks and mortar that have had uh, their livelihood affected by uh, these lockdowns, it's borderline catastrophic. Yeah. It, it, it's really that bad. You were actually telling me off air that you're pretty busy at the moment. And I would imagine that, you know, in being in the digital space is actually a really good place to be at the moment because it's something that can happen from home. And, and, uh, and it's something that businesses can do to keep operating is to, is to go digital, take advantage. I mean, Australia Post apparently had its busiest day ever last week, you know, in terms of the, the volume of stuff that's being shipped around the country, and in particular in Victoria, the numbers are off the charts. So, yeah. so companies that are fulfilling, companies that are providing digital services or digital you know, products, have got the, you know, the back end sorted out, can potentially do really well out of this. Australia Post put out uh, some information probably about a month ago saying that over the past three months, their trajectory for online sales has, in, has uh, sped ahead five years. So we, wow. we, we did, in, five, in three months, we did in what Australia Post was expecting in terms of growth, five years worth of growth. Isn't that amazing? And that's, that's, that's Australia. And so I would say Victoria would, would be probably ahead of that as well on that curve because of the stringent lockdowns and the, the delight of still being able to shop and get something delivered to your home. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, these digital services now. And that's why we're busy. I mean, we've, we've probably doubled our local revenue in those three months as well. And that's astronomical for us. Like, it's mm. just... Everybody's trying to figure out what to do, how to do it digitally, how to do it fast, how to, you know, I hate the word pivot, but just, I mean, just basically figure it out, you know, like mm. what do we do next? Or, and, and again, this is, a, there's probably two, two different groups of people here. There's those that are, hey, I'm in lockdown and this is, uh, this is changing our business now. Like I'm a restaurant or whatever. How do I do this? How do I change? How do I get, you know, exposure? How do I, can do, you know, how can I survive? How do I sell enough to survive? Um, or it's like, you know, I've got a bricks and mortar store or, you know, something that I want to 
I want to increase online. So that's really sitting in that first basket. The second basket is like I've got an e-commerce platform and I'm reselling and now we're seeing these huge volumes lift. How do we keep up? How do we, how, what else can we squeeze out of this? What more can we do? How can we make the experience better? Um, you know, how do we improve our digital tool set? Because uh, we've got such high volumes now that we want to make that experience as smooth as possible for people uh, because it's, it'll get competitive quick. So they're, they're the two. They're the two sides. I'm 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 struggling, and I've got to figure it out, or I'm doing even better, and I've got to do even better. You know, I've got to I've got to set the benchmarks here. And they're the, they're the type of clients that we're dealing with at the moment. Are you noticing uh, that there's a, an increase in cyber fraud going on at the moment uh, with with because people are doing so much online? <laughs> I, I mean, hacking must be going is going crazy as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, my barometer on that is, you know, I'm an expert witness on, on federal cases for, for, you know, all sorts of things and the uptick on my, on, on my, uh, on my leads around, uh, some large platform plays at the moment is increased. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah. Uh, it's definitely, uh, and again, once you see more people online, it's, uh, it, it, the, the systems in place to capture you in terms of fraud, just benefit from the increased volume. Even yeah. even if you look at it from that perspective, yeah. Just a few, I don't know. Like, you got any sort of tips and tricks? You know, say you're a, a small to medium sized business in Melbourne. Uh, you're trying to you tr- you've got a business that's got a pulse, but it's obviously not doing well. You know, because you're not able to operate yeah. in the way that you normally have. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what are you you know what are your look, sort of it's classic tips and really, tricks? It's going to sound really uh, stupid, right? But you you essentially need to figure out what the events are that you can make digital or that you can automate right and that sounds fairly simple really just you know high level helicopter view of it of course it's very obvious yes i've got to figure i've got to figure out what to do next and that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is and this is i try and get this point across to people that that ask me this question that's trying to trying to do it themselves you know it's not looking at what other businesses are doing and just going, okay, well, that seems to work for them. That can work for me. It's not going, well, look at that online store. They're selling so much. I'm going to do that. Everyone's in a different geographic location. Everyone's coming off a different base in terms of followers and uh, advertising capabilities and what their platforms can do and whether or not they've got a, a storefront or a checkout or something already. It's none of that. Like take a step back before you do that and go, what can we actually affect? What can my team, my staff, my uh, my resources do how do we? How can we place that into the digital world and get an outcome? All right, that's yep. that's what you got to figure out. Like, what can we? Digi- what do I understand about? And that starts to draw bridges and conclusions for owners around what they do. It it, it, it highlights what they don't know straight away. Oh, I don't have an e-commerce store, or I don't have a checkout, or I don't know how to do Facebook advertising, or I don't know what a good ad is, or I don't know. And it, and that is the top level. Those those problems, the very very top level. You know, I haven't done social media posts before. Or, you know, I haven't got I haven't got great results from it before. And then you start getting into the subtleties of each of those pathways. Mm-hmm. And again, they they get very complex very quickly. But it's not something that you can't not figure out. But not mm-hmm. understanding things like software and, th- and tools and uh, uh, the fact that there's an open marketplace for SaaS tools out there, so software so software as a service tools, sorry, that you can get on and have a feel around with and try some things very quickly. Uh, you, you can adapt models that can figure this out and make it successful. Not everybody, but that the ones that are going to succeed are the ones that are going to figure it out. Yeah. 
So it's kind of, I mean, it's stuff you have to get your head around. Uh, and and it's interesting how you, you talked about Australia Post, you know, which is which actually government-owned. So they'd, they'd be one of the few really um, good sources of revenue for the government at the moment as they rack up um, pretty big debts yeah. helping people who are, who are unemployed as well as keeping people employed through JobKeeper. But it's this trend of being forced to accelerate what you already were doing. So, you know, the reason yeah. why Amazon has done so well out of this is because it was already there. It was already massive right. and, sc- and scaled up and ready to go. And so this is yeah. just like, this is like a, a gift from God to, you know, to the virus. You know, I mean, if you could have cooked it up in, a, in your lab, you would have, you know, you'd be happy to. What a great thing okay, to so that's, achieve. That's the obvious thing is what you already know. Those guys that were people that were already sort of figuring stuff out. They're mm. ahead of the curb. It's simple as that. And now the curb's mm. five years ahead. So mm. if you're trying to figure this stuff out, you're five years behind. So if you want your business to succeed, mm. you've got to get into this fast. Mm. Right? And there's a lot of cowboys in our space and a lot of people that talk shit and promise the world. And you know that's problematic. So mm. you're the barometer for your business. That's why the first step, take everything, take that step back and go, okay, what will really work? Because you have to understand what, in the real world will translate and what will ha- what will work not okay well i've got an uplift and it's working and now i'm going to make it better if you're trying to if you're you know off a cliff and about to catastrophically go off that cliff you got to figure out for your business very quickly if there's something that you can still do here you know we talked about australia post going gangbusters so facebook advertising would be going gangbusters advertising with google would be going gangbusters all all forms of digital advertising uh, would now be doing very well at the moment, right around the world, but also in Australia, in particular, in particular in Victoria, because we're in the hardest lockdown. So, so yeah. uh, all traditional businesses really are, are shut down at the moment, or might, yeah. in, to some extent. How are those big providers responding? Are they are they jacking up their prices? Are they making it easier? They're coming out with tools that make it easier for SMEs to to embrace online advertising, to set up a digital store themselves, or uh, is this no. something where no, no. It's, that's what I'm saying. You've got to figure it out. You know, yeah. like well, that's why we're busier because people are trying to figure it out. Mm. And I can't tell you the upteen number of calls that I still have that same conversation. Is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing to change? What are you doing? What model can you do? It comes down to service and quality of service and quality of product because that's what people are still buying. Yeah. You know, is there something that you can adapt in your service model? I got a buddy, Michael, who owns a physiotherapy place. You know, they're completely shut down. He was like, you know, Michael, I just had to figure it out. I go, well, what did you do? He goes, we've got it back to 60% of revenue. I go, how the hell did you do that? And it's ba- he said the same thing. He's like, we basically concentrated on service. Our customers still need service. Uh, we can help them. And yes, we needed to completely shift online and it was problematic at the start. We had to, we're stuffing it up and trying to figure things out and it's frustrating and, but in the end, if you think about it, it's just service. I'm picking up the phone or I'm picking up a Zoom chat or whatever, a Skype chat and talking to somebody and saying, how can we help? Or, or you know, what can I do for you? The people still need, people still need services. The same mm. thing in, in, you know, in, in uh, MediHealth and the same thing with food and with a whole range of things. I mean, again, there's no perfect new change of system. It's like, are you going to survive through this period or not? You know, there's many incentives and many benefits of, uh, of JobKeeper, JobSeeker, you know, rents are paused, you can't get evicted, like all of these uh, the things that are in place to try and hold businesses together. But if you're not adapting fast enough and figuring out what your service model is and how it works, again, I don't have the, uh, you know, the, 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 the magic wand of like, this is, what it wor- this is how it works for, all, for everybody. But that idea does, that idea of like, where is the value that I can provide online? 
and trying to connect the dots on that. There's so many tools and services, it doesn't even really matter which one you end up doing. Do it all manually if you have to. I mean, you've got time. Yeah. Just out of interest, how does a physiotherapist keep their business at 60% when they're, uh, they're not allowed to make contact with people? Are they or, or are they? It's all video. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. It's so it's video. so like here's a way here's you here, pay to subscribe to this and here's a way to achieve the same outcome as if we had hands-on contact with you. Basically. Well, as I under, as I understand it, the rates are the same, the sessions mm. are the same, but they've adapted them in a way that that scales for their business. And again, mm. I don't want to give away the secret sauce. I mean, it's it's not, if, if I'd have asked him if I can you know spill the beans on how he did it, great. But if you want to call me, I'll put you in touch. You know, because that's <laughs> that's that's how business works. You know, I don't want to sure. go and pr- pr- promote his model. Yeah. He will. He, I know. I know this guy. Like he would gladly tell anybody that that uh, is in that field how to do mm. it because mm. that's what he's like. Well, know? I, I, but, I know. Of a, I know of an example of a, of a um, you know, a very successful uh, inner Sydney uh, guy. Who does is, a, is an orthodontist, right? So he, he he does operations on people's mouths. You know, gives them the perfect smile, or, or does more emergency yeah, stuff that's yeah. you know that's required. But he very early on he got the full on space suits. So. So whereas all his competition was shutting down because they they couldn't uh, they couldn't just they couldn't have patients in this was in stage one this is uh, sorry the first lockdown we had in in sort of April this year in Sydney so that was Australia wide Sydney's in much better shape that, than that now he embraced the the full spacesuit technology for his staff yeah. uh, where, whereas his opposition didn't do it as quickly as he did so he suddenly got you know anyone who needed something done urgently well they could go to this guy because he ticked all the boxes with safety for his staff and for his his patients um and and his business has continued in fact his business has grown people staff he had who worked part-time there now work full-time to deal with the demand that he's got so just taking that example there'd be you know if you move fast enough and more effectively enough you could you can be competing really well in this environment so, Absolutely. And look, honestly, those ideas that actually succeed, they're not going to be overly complicated. They're just a commercial event that, that happens within that service model that people grasp you know, and can relate to and go, okay, well, that works. And then you'll pick up business. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm here to try and help as many businesses as possible. That's why I like talking to you, Piers, because I like being able to provide you know, snapshots of advice that can, that can work for sort of everyone. And then, but it's a very tough time. You know, don't, don't underestimate how crazy it is here in victoria that's probably a, a, a final point that i wanted just to touch on with you you know what, what do you do you think we've got causes for optimism and i was just trying to think of you know something that's good that's come out of this you know just on a sort of family level and i suppose for me it's watching a, a child become really computer savvy in a in a very quick period of time you know what would have taken her maybe uh two or three years in terms of sort of getting really au fait with uh you know how to drive a computer and how to attach things and how to adjust settings and preferences and all the rest of it well because of necessity that process has been accelerated and uh, there's just a level of competency which wouldn't have been there before so that's that's a good thing if you like that's come out of this it's a useful thing it's a skill that will will have a long term you know well after the COVID situation is over. So what, what do you see for SMEs who are struggling, particularly in Melbourne? Uh, what do you see as a silver lining? What do you see as a, as a cause for optimism in this, Michael? Look, I'm an optimist, but I've got to tell you, I, I don't want to take the reality way of, of what's happening here in Victoria for businesses. I think it's an enormous struggle. If those that can figure out new pathways and improve their uh, digital processes, that five-year uh, trend that we've leapfrogged into, you know, they're going to be aligned to that on the other side of this. I think aside from silver linings, let, let's talk about the reality of what's happened 
in terms of people, right? People mm. are habitual by nature, okay? It's not that, uh, you know, we're all just going to go back and shop the way we did and eat the way we did before. We've all developed months and months and months of new habits. Yep. We've figured out new platforms. We've figured out how to talk online. You know, I don't really want to do normal phone calls anymore. I want to be in front of people. I like, I like the visual video conferencing. It's good. It's better than a phone call because you get to see people. You get to see a little bit of reaction, you know? Yeah, you get to yeah. see when they're working on email and they're not listening to you. You know, it's, <laughs> there's all these benefits, right? And that, that habitual nature of people, that five-year leapfrog, we're not just going to fall back into that. So I think if anything, the realization of, hey, businesses, it's not just change. It's absolutely going to change. You know, we're not going to need as many bricks and mortar stores. We're not going to need as many offices. All of that revelations, uh, you know, they haven't been, they're not transparent yet, but on the other side of this, you know, however many months or years down the track, that has all changed. That's yeah. never going to be the same. You know, yeah. I'm lucky I'm in a digital business because people are going to, they're rushing to us. And we don't talk shit. We, we tell it exactly how it is and we, we talk about the reality of the situation and what you can and can't do. Yeah. And that's what people need, man. And like, they've got to figure that out. I, I, again, I just don't think that we're going to go back to the way it was. Yeah, no, look, I think there's plenty of people saying the same thing. And I mean, it has all sorts of repercussions. What, what happens to all the office space in the CBD of, of cities around the world? You know, what, what do they do about that? It all gets converted to apartments. So then there's a, then there's a glut of apartments. Uh, I mean, there's just so many ramifications of this, which are... Which are, are, are People are know, leaving long, cities long in droves as well, man. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not going to be converted to real estate. It's, I mean, residential. It's, again, the whole thing, this, the COVID is going to disrupt you know, a lot of things, not just the way we look at health and wellness. It's going to, you know, the more way we shop, the way we live, I think a lot of things will change. I think the little things, the little things that you see about your kids and, and them being good on computers and stuff, also the fact that you've been around your family more in, in Melbourne, that's probably a positive. And you're like, you're, you're connected to those emotional events as well. And hopefully, it, you know, that little click goes off in your mind and goes, well, I'd like to do this a little bit more. And I've found new things that I can relate to my kids with and my family with. It comes with the double-edged sword of on the other side of that, you know, we do the, the family violence website. So I'm hugely concerned about, uh, uh, you know, people's mental health and, and, mm. and family violence and all of those aspects. You know, like, again, this, this whole thing is just throwing a, a massive storm of bees into a ready, a complicated situation and everything's going to come out of this in a, in a very different way. Well, that's one of the, the, the things that's being cited by people who are, who are coming out and saying now that you know, we really, we, we're sort of getting to the point where we have no choice, even if you're not satisfied with the curve being flattened enough in Victoria or you know, there's still a chance of future outbreaks, uh, that we, we really need to come out of lockdown just for the sake of you know, how much are you prepared to sacrifice for, for lives when you're creating all these, these other issues, mental health, family violence. No one's getting into the detail. We're not even allowed to talk about it. We're not even allowed to argue against the detail here. If you if you push the limit too hard on free speech and argument, you get arrested or you get a fine. So mm -hmm. you, like the whole thing is just messy. And that's what I'm saying about this. It feels like just bees have been thrown into room and everyone's trying to figure out where to go because mm -hmm. it's just it's just a little bit crazy. And uh, I'd love things just to settle down a little bit and yeah, flatten the curve or get out of this. I mean, I'm an advocate of that. We've got to figure out a way to get out of this because I think elimination strategy, from a scientific point of view, is crazy. Like it's just not going to happen. And then what? We're we're just going to be isolated in Victoria forever if we if we absolutely eliminate, or other mm. states are. I, I I just can't see that as a logical outcome to this. 
there's got to be more pragmatism, basically. I think that that's, there's, you know, there's two schools of thought. We're a society, and it's it's funny. I mean, I think Australia's got lo- so many strengths compared with other countries around the world. It's it's a lucky country. It's got great people in it. But we have become, you know, that there's been some valid stuff uh, said for years about it, us being a nanny state, that we've become very, very accustomed to just accepting stuff from governments. Yeah, we'll do what we're told. And yet part of the strength of the Australian character is that is that rebellious nature, you know, that... that <laughs> I, I don't take instructions. I think for myself that well, irreverence. I think that, I think that, that mystery. I think that mystery's been uh, been been resolved now. I don't think that that's the case anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's. But those. I think that they're kind of core uh, th- Proof traits of history on that man. Yeah, but but I agree that they they're, maybe they're drinking lot. beer. Yes, but pushing back or or not listening to the. Uh, to the status quo, that's that's not. You can. Just, I mean, like this is a perfect example of that not happening. Mm. We're all listening. Everybody, it, it, everyone's in lock, pretty much in lockstep. Even if you disagree, there's not really much you can do about it. So either you're getting more and more inward-looking and introspective and closing down, basically, mm. uh, or you're getting angry. Neither is a great. Neither of those are good. They're horrible. No. They're both horrible outcomes, man. And that, I think that that the risk on that pathway is worse. The mm-hmm. risk on that pathway, long term, again, you're not. Hindsight's going to be everything, and as long as that isn't, uh, those ideas aren't manipulated by media and marketing and advertising dollars and all these other things that we talked about at the start as well, which is a good connection back. Maybe we're going to see some uh, smart thinking outside of this, or, or people that step up and start taking political roles that have a more connected sensibility to the people that they represent. Because at the moment, it doesn't feel like that in Victoria. And let's face it, there's always been smarter people in the private sector than in government. You know. Well, maybe um, now this is a, a wake-up call for people to get involved. Yeah, because you have to, rather than if... Uh, well, if you want to protect your family and your community and the state and the, and the nation yeah. and, and, and the wider community, maybe that's the case. I'm not saying mm. that the people in government are stupid. Everything that I've seen, they're very intelligent in their approach. They're very poised. They're very calculated. It's just that they're, they're missing something. It's interesting stuff. Thanks very much to Michael Simonetti, CEO and founder of And Mine, a digital agency based in Melbourne, but with offices elsewhere. Always great to talk, Michael. We'll do it again soon, but thanks a lot for your time today. Thanks, Piers. Good talking to you as always. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.